Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1787, Rethinking the 4% Safe Withdrawal Rule, part two, by Fritz Gilbert of theretirementmanifesto.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Rethinking the 4% Safe Withdrawal Rule, Part 2, by Fritz Gilbert of theretirementmanifesto.com. It wouldn't be fair to cite my concerns with the 4% Safe Withdrawal Rule without suggesting an alternative. Following are the three modifications I'd suggest for your consideration. I'm applying all three of these modifications in our personal retirement strategy. Number one, reduce withdrawal rate to 3.3%. Ironically, we've been targeting a 3.25% withdrawal rate since I retired 3.5 years ago. I based our target on the excellent safe withdrawal rate series from Early Retirement Now. This series comprises 48 posts dedicated to the topic with more mathematics and graphics than you can imagine. I'm not ashamed to say that Karsten, or Big Earn, is smarter than I am, and I respect his work. In a gross oversimplification of his amazing work, his conclusion is folks should target something in the 3.25% safe withdrawal rate range, and I took his advice. Big Earn may have been the first to come up with that number, but more serious heavyweights in the industry have recently come on board. Most notably, Christine Benz and her team at Morningstar came out with a must-read post earlier this month titled, What's a Safe Retirement Spending Rate in the Years Ahead? A quote from the article, Using forward-looking estimates for investment performance and inflation, we estimate that the standard rule of thumb should be lowered to 3.3% from 4%, assuming a balanced portfolio, fixed real withdrawals over a 30-year time horizon, and a 90% probability of success. From Morningstar, November 11th, 2021. In fairness, I should point out that there are others who suggest an even more conservative approach. My friend Casey Weed, CEO at Howard Bailey, summarized David Blanchett's article, 
retirement planning in the post 4% world as follows. Quote, Blanchett conducts an analysis utilizing 4% as well as historical average U.S. returns, a 30-year time horizon, and a 50-50 balance of stocks and bonds. Here, the probability of success stands at 95%, then declines to 50% when returns are reduced to mirror today's investing environment. In order to reach that 95% probability of success today, Blanchett finds a 2% initial withdrawal rate is more realistic. However, this can also vary greatly on the retiree. What other supplemental income they might have available, such as a pension, and the manner in which their withdrawals might evolve over time, end quote. Number two, adjust your spending based on market returns. Rather than automatically adjusting your spending based on inflation, as suggested by the 4% safe withdrawal rule, we're planning on adjusting our spending for the following year based on how the market performs in the current year. Each year during our annual financial update, after we've updated our net worth, we multiply our retirement account balances by 3%, 3.5%, and 4% to determine a range of potential spending for the following year. Thus far, the process has worked well, and I plan on continuing it for the foreseeable future, especially given the fact that we retired early and would prefer avoiding a 4% withdrawal rate until our mid-60s at the earliest. There are a wide variety of dynamic spending rules available. One I found of particular interest was included in this excellent Vanguard white paper, which suggests a ceiling of 5% and a floor of negative 1.5%. Being willing and able to adjust your spending based on actual market returns has been proven to increase your statistical chances of not outliving your money. And I'd strongly encourage everyone to build some flexibility into your retirement spending plans. Number three, include international equity exposure. I've long been a fan of maintaining a broadly diversified portfolio and currently have 20% of our portfolio invested in international stocks, along with 40% in U.S. equities, 30% in bonds and cash, and 10% in alternatives. The CAPE warnings given earlier in yesterday's post are specifically related to the S&P 500, which is a USA-based index. Many folks argue that investing in a broad index like the S&P 500 brings significant global exposure based on the global sales of the companies included. But I prefer to have a clearer line of sight on our international holdings. In full disclosure, and as a Vanguard fan, our holdings include their Total International Stock Index Fund, or VTIAX, and All World XUS Small Cap Index Fund, or VFSAX. We also hold some international bonds through Vanguard's Total International Bond Index, or VTABX. As you determine your appropriate asset allocation for retirement, I'd encourage you to consider adding some international exposure in light of the current valuation differential between USA equities and those in other parts of the world. I'd also encourage you to study and understand home country bias. Conclusion. Running out of money is one of the biggest concerns people have as they plan for and live in retirement. Given today's unusual market environment, 
I urge caution. If you've been a fan of the 4% safe withdrawal rule, I hope today's post has given you some things to think about. The good news is this. With the above average return of the market over the past few years, you may be surprised with how much you can afford to spend even if you reduce your withdrawal rate. In summary, the higher returns have likely increased your net worth significantly and a lower withdrawal rate may not impact your planned spending as much as you'd initially expect. Do yourself a favor, run the numbers. Be safe out there. You just listened to part two of the post titled Rethinking the 4% Safe Withdrawal Rule by Fritz Gilbert of theretirementmanifesto.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. If you'd like to hear a comprehensive dissenting opinion on the fear around the 4% rule, I'd encourage you to check out my friend Frank Vasquez over at Risk Parity Radio. Episode 128 of his podcast is a monthly rant where he rips apart the Morningstar study that has everyone shaking in their boots. I mentioned yesterday that no one knows the future. In the face of an uncertain future, you're better off relying on general rules of thumb rather than trying to suss out and predict every last detail. And that's what the 4% rule is. It's a guideline. The model assumes that you have no other income and will never have any other income for the rest of your life, which for most people isn't true. Social security is going to kick in at some point, if nothing else. Also, early retirees oftentimes go on to create businesses or find other hobbies that end up earning them some money that they didn't anticipate when they were retiring. It also assumes that you will never decrease your spending for any reason. It doesn't consider when Medicare kicks in and reduces your healthcare costs. 
And it assumes that your personal rate of inflation will match the overall rate of inflation, which for the frugal among us is laughable. Rather than plan your withdrawals for the rest of your life based on the 4% rule or the 3.25% rule, it makes much more sense to have flexibility and refine your retirement plan annually. You should also do some modeling on your actual portfolio. The studies that developed the 4% rule were based on very specific portfolios that you may or may not even be holding. So again, it's just a guideline. And that's another episode and weekend of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. Thank you for your support and for listening every day. I'll be back with more posts for you on Monday. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.